Would please take your Bibles and turn with me to Second Peter, chapter one, verses two through eleven. Second Peter, chapter one, verses two through eleven. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and to godliness, through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also, for this very reason, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be more, even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Be it the start of a new building, be the start of a new life in Christ, be the start of a life in the physical world, it all begins with that first step. You see it physically all the time. It's always been a privilege and a joy to have children in a congregation and to watch them and see them grow and develop, watch them take their first steps and uh, falter along the way and then take the second step. Joy, watch him try to climb up here in the pulpit and then climb back down off the pulpit until they reach a point where there's no problem for them. But it begins with that first step. All the way through life, whatever it is, if it's reaching out for Christ, it begins with that first step. The willingness to step forth if it's whatever it may be in our life, whatever it is in this Christian life, it does begin with that first step. What Peter is talking about here in the reading this morning is that reminding of us that whatever it is in Christ, whatever it is where we may be, it all begins with that first step. So many times as you read through what we call the Christian graces here in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5 and following. We always want that last one, that brotherly love. And we think that ought to be first, but it's not. It's one that we step by step by step until we strive to finally reach that point along the line. It's interesting that brotherly love is, a, is the last one of what we call the Christian graces, but it is the first characteristic of the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit is love. It's God who gives the love, and it's us who has to make the application of that love within our life. And as Peter is closing out his life, 
And as he's writing to these Christians to admonish them to continue to be faithful to God and to recall the things that he'd already told them, he said, I'm writing these things down so that you may know them after I'm gone, that you may have an understanding of what it is that God wants you to do. The understanding of who we are, first of all, what God has done for us, and then what God expects from us as we continue our life day by day. He closes out this second letter of his that we are to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a growing process. It doesn't come instantaneously. And it doesn't come without trials or tribulations, heartaches. And it doesn't come without setbacks. We see that again in the physical world. Use the children again because they're they're a good illustration. It's always fun watching them. Going down the first time, sometimes they miss the step. Or they lose their balance when they step down and they tumble. But I haven't seen a one of them that quit. They haven't quit yet. And they're doing more things than they've done before. And it's a joy to see that take place. That's the reminder to us. You never give up. You keep on striving. You stumble, you fall, you do not quit. Sometimes we want to do that. Pride says that. We quit. Sometimes we've been hurt. Sometimes we've been rejected and we want to quit. That's our pride stepping in there. And it's hard to remind ourselves of what Peter is saying. There's a process that we get to go through. And as you look at those Christian graces, in one way they are stepping blocks. You start with your faith and then you build on that and you keep adding to it. Until you finally reach that brotherly love. But it's interesting, again, that if you have problems anywhere along the line of these graces, you go to the one before it and look at it. And if you have problems with that, you go to the one before it. Sometimes you get to go all the way back to the beginning. Add into your faith. Where does faith come from? Well, Paul tells us in Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Sometimes we've got to go all the way back to the beginning, go back to the Word of God. See what it is that God is saying to us through His Word. Catch that glimpse that you're not just reading history of the Old Testament. You're not just reading history of the New Testament. You're reading of God's love. For you. What was he willing to do in order for you to have that opportunity, that privilege, that obligation of being called a child of the living God with all its obligations, all of its blessings? But more than that, even of that, of its reward. But it involves this developing these characteristics. Briefly defined faith is a conviction 
It is a strong assurance. Virtue is moral excellence or goodness. Knowledge is correct insight. Self-control. Self-discipline. Perseverance. That's, excuse me. That's the bearing up under trials. Godliness. A, God, a godly character that comes out of a devotion to God. Brotherly kindness is our love towards the brethren. And love is active goodwill to only those that you like. Not what it says. It's active goodwill to those who are in need. And we must abound. Peter says, if you abound in these graces, there's not a limit to them. You don't progress to a point and you reach the saturation and that's as high as you have to go. In any one of them, you can continue to grow and to abound in those graces. And only then can it be said that we're growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So as you go back to his word and you read, And sometimes it takes this self-examination for us to have an understanding of what is involved in that. We understand, or pretty well understand, John 3.16. You spend some time with that. You spend some time with grasping the meaning of John 3.16. Of what it entails and what it was involved in doing that. You spend some time in Philippians 2, verse 5 to 11. You catch a glimpse, because we, not, we cannot fully comprehend that. Jesus not counting equality with God, a thing to be grasped or be held on to, to hold and not want to let go. He did not believe equality with God, a thing to be held on to, but he was willing to empty himself and to take on the form of a servant. Work with that. That's a lifelong process trying to just comprehend the willingness of Jesus to become a servant. We want to look at the one that he came to be king, but failed to see that he was a servant, that he was willing to humble himself to the point of death, yea, even death on the cross. That's how much he loved you and God's love for you. Read the crucifixion. See how what God had to go through with his son on that cross. 
Why? Because of you. Because he loved you. Before you came along, he loved you. He loves those that are even in rebellion to him. And yet the willingness to give his life. So God gave his all. He gave his only begotten son. Jesus loved us all with his all. He gave his life upon that cross. The Holy Spirit declares that when we obey that we are the children of God. How can we not want to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Again, this goes beyond this understanding intellectually who Jesus Christ is. It is an understanding that each one of these qualities, each one of these graces, have an important part in our life. The developing of our character, the the developing of our relationships to one another and our relationship to God and our relationship to the world. See the obligations and responsibilities that are there. There's not a one of us, one of us here or anywhere who can grow for another person. And there's not a one of us here who is not willing to help another. It's also fun watching parents with their children. You can see the anticipation. They kind of anticipate what's going to happen. And I can see them watch them, you know, kind of learns there. You can watch them seem kind of, well, let me hold your hand, and, and we're kind of walk down the step together. There's not a one of us that's not willing to reach out and to help another, or ought not to be. That ought to be the case. Each one of us have gone through things that others are going through or have not gone through yet. But in time will. There's always that sadness in, in the physical life of dealing with the loss of parents mm-hmm. and no longer having them there. Hard in the physical life to see the loss of a child. And for them no longer to be there, to have that anticipation of watching them grow. But collectively, we've been through a lot of that. We've lost spouses. That's part of the human life, yes. But as that Christian life, as we've grown, that's where this brotherly love comes in. To give the shoulder. To give the hand, to shed the tear, to show that compassion. And again, Peter says, these are yours, and they abound. 
That's our desire. It's to grow and to abound in the work of the Lord. To grow and abound as a child who is being nurtured on the word of God. And as they read and understand, they see Matthew isn't writing just to give me a history of what Jesus did, of what the disciples did. He's not giving me a history just to show me what the Jews in Jerusalem did. He's giving me a glimpse of how God still works with his people. And showing me how much he still wants to work with his people. It's been described of Jesus that Jesus is the perfect gentleman. He never goes where he's not invited. And he never stays where he's not wanted. So you invite. And you ask him to stay. But if you do, he changes your life. But it's not just a physical life. It's not these, these interactions that we have down here. We've got ties that bind us together. We've got a depth of love that we show for one another that the world does not understand. But then we also recognize that we are simply children who are trying to help each other go to heaven. Because that's ultimately where we go. If we abound in these things, it says that interest into heaven will be abundantly supplied unto you. I hear Christians talking about, I just hope I get in by the skin of my teeth. I just want to squeak in. That's not even a concept for a Christian. Ought not to be. If we abound and we're growing, heaven is home. Are you just trying to squeak into your house? To squeak into the family? Do we not see that abundantly being ushered in? But we have to be abounding, growing in these graces. Catching that catching that glimpse, if you will, of that glory land. You take the first step. It's only a step. You take that first step. And again, in our physical life, or our spiritual life as well in the physical life, how many of us were those who have known us years ago be surprised where you are today. To have seen the growth, the changes that have taken place. But how many catch that glimpse of heaven and just and long for it to be ushered into the arms of the Savior? 
To hear the Father say, welcome home. To hear Jesus say, come. Inherit that place I've prepared for you. That he's prepared for you. Which means he has an expectation that that's where you want to be. And live our lives here in order that 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 indeed can be the goal that we have. That first step, a lot of anticipation in that. Sometimes a lot of dread or fear. And whatever it is or wherever it is in that life, you have parents, you have brothers and sisters, you have grandparents or great-grandparents saying, go ahead and take the step. You will find that it's not as bad as you had anticipated and the reward is greater than you thought it could be. And that's where we are as Christians. Take that first step, wherever it may be that you're at. That next step forward to build upon Understand that we're always under construction. But we're looking for that glorious home in heaven. And this is what we want to be. And that's what Peter is saying. He said, I'm about to close out my life. And I do not want you to be unprepared for what's going to come. I want you to know there's going to be some trials. There's going to be some tribulations, fiery persecutions. But I want you to know that it's worth it and what lies beyond is beyond your imagination be faithful to God and as he closed out you grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the reward is out of this world and it is eternal. Are you willing to take that step? That's a choice that each one of us has to make. Wherever we are in life, are we willing to take that step? Whatever it may be, know that with each step that you take, the Savior goes with you. You need him in your life, be it to become a child of God who understands that sin separates you from God, that it is through the acknowledgement that he is the Savior, the confession of that, the repenting of sins that separate you from God, the obedience to him in baptism for the remission of sins to be raised to walk in that new life. That can be yours this morning. Whereas one who's lost a way, or the one who is afraid. He's there. Take the step and come home. And he'll welcome you there. If we could assist you, if we could help you in any way, we'd want to encourage you to make that known this morning by coming to the front as together we stand and sing.